Blog Talk Radio. To the number one radio show in the universe. It's official. The Jewish radio show straight out of North Tulsa with Sterling. Hey, man, what's going on, man? Hey, Sterling, I'm back. And Dickles. This is Celeste on the and Dickles in the seat. Y'all already know what it is. Welcome to the Juice Radio Show. It's your boy, Willie the Go. Hey, it's your girl, TK. And Jay Connie. Get it? What up, Icon? It's your boy, Jay Connie. And the girl from the shop, Illy Red. What's up, you guys? It's Illy Red. And Shaka. Shaka. Coming from the north side. And your boy, Ramar, the hometown heat. What up? It's your boy, Ramar. And Trey, the Texas Playboy. Got you. Tune in right now. Right now? Yeah, right now. To the hottest show on the planet. The Juice Radio Show starts now. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Ramada Hometown Heat. We are here. We are live, man. We are all affecting your ears. So, hey, we appreciate you for joining us on the show today. And I'm so excited because the whole crew is here with us today. We got our crew. Uh, so we got Illy Red. What's up, you guys? It's Illy Red. <laughs> like she's on the commercial, too. <laughs> and, oh, uh, man, so so you got to update me on the name. And I got to con- continue to remember it on a consistent basis. What's what's the radio name again? Um, Lil C. Lil C. We got Lil C. All right. And we got Lil C. And we got Shot Guy here with Bye us today. The shot, man. Yeah, yeah. And then we also got TK here. What's mm, popping? Yeah, man. So we um, it's it's an exciting time for us today. Um, so much has happened throughout the week, man. So we're gonna get updated on everything that is going on. Starting off with it's Illy Red. What's <laughs> going on with the weather? Well, right now it is 91 degrees, y'all. It is hot, yeah. and it doesn't even seem like oh, it, but it's hot. Like it. And yeah. then tonight, guys, it's gonna be raining. We have a 90% chance of rain by 11. Dang, for real? Yeah. 90, by 11 o'clock tonight, it's by supposed to rain? By 11 o'clock tonight, we got 90% chance wow. of it's going to rain. What is the storm, actually. Oh, wow. Okay, so <laughs> that, those are the yeah. storms that I hate because you be sleeping good and then you like... Those are the best times. Yeah. No, but then you hear lightning and stuff you like trees. You can go sleep with more people. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's after that lightning that hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, it's raining, it's raining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you sleep through it. All right, and what's, what's tomorrow like? Tomorrow, it says it's going to be 83 degrees. After that, bye. Tonight, after that night, by that night, it's going to be 68. Oh, so it's going to cool down, it's gonna cool down. a lot That's more. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> it's it's going to be one of those nights where it's a Friday and we get, oh, it's going to be a Friday 13th. That's oh, yeah. Tomorrow's it's going to be a, a Friday night where you could just chill outside and just enjoy Sit the on the breeze, porch. And just yeah. Enjoy the yeah. Yeah. I did that. Until the 12 o'clock hit, then y'all go in the house because it's the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hold on, who is that walking down the street? <laughs> who that? All right. Time for me to go in. All right. And of course, man, Lil C, he got the sports. What's going on in the sports world, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? It's me. Um, reporters um, said that um, Joe Johnson has signed to the um, Pistons, a one year deal. Uh, so He was a part of the big three, though, wasn't he? Yes, he was. So he went back to the NBA. Dang. Yep. And, um,. The reporters got on Russell last nerves today, asked him about his rating, and Russell said he don't care about the rating because he's about to go off this year. Yeah. So. Are you talking about 2K20? Yes, 2K20. Oh, yeah. And the big news right now, what I just found out was Kevin Durant, uh, he don't trust nobody in OKC no more. Why? 
because uh, I don't know why what's going on. Uh, some behind the scenes, uh, I'm assuming. Yeah. But yeah. like, I don't know. He said he was about to come back. Like he still wanted to do stuff for the community and stuff. Yeah. But he said he don't trust nobody. Okay. Dang. <laughs> we didn't need to play for it. Yeah. 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 He yeah. Needs to play for it, it turned. Him. Like after he was like, I'm going to the Warriors. He got big. Yeah. <laughs> he said he was coming back, but I wonder was he really about to come back? Yeah. Yeah. Or he was just talk like, yeah, I was gonna come back. I was gonna come back, but you know y'all was out there. Yeah. Uh huh. What else is going on in sports? Uh, we have today McLean Central Northside Classic. Yeah. Yep, Northside Classic. Who y'all going for? Central. Central? Well, you know, who you I'm going a McLean, for? McLean, baby. I yeah. gotta go for McLean. Okay. I'm going for Central. Central? Basketball? Yeah. Uh, football. Football. Oh. Who you going for? Central. TK. Central? Okay. I mean, Central. I will go for Central, okay. but you know, I'm a McLean, baby, and you know, I don't want to. Yeah. Much practice, but y'all, that we needed. man, what McClane, was the score? Yeah, it was, it was actually 42 to 40 or something like that. Yeah, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was close, but we wasn't, we haven't been on our studies like this. Yeah, but y'all won the last, y'all beat victory though. They beat y'all last year though. Victory ain't That's no victory. weak team though. <laughs> That's victory. Victory yeah. is not a weak team. So, yeah. But I guess we, I'm we going for McClain. We just gonna have to see. I'm going for McClain for real, straight up. Alright, and of course, man, we got uh, what's going on in the music industry, Shy Guy, is that guy? And, um, of course, recently we've had the release of the new Wu-Tang series on Hulu, Ooh. and of course, like, Wu-Tang been pretty active this year, they released um, the album Mice and Men, which also accompanied a documentary series of the same name. So I was wondering, like, what y'all think of the Wu Tang? Do y'all have a favorite member? I do. I uh, for me, it is Method Man. Like, I I like I mean, Method Man, and then ODB. I ODB. like ODB. I like yeah. him too, cause he just he. I like his style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about y'all? My favorite is uh, it's out of Ghostface Killer and RZA, cause RZA. He kind of, he always reminded me a lot of myself, so it kind of feeds into my identity a little bit. And plus, he just, like, very multi-talented. Producer, he out here directing movies, Mm -hmm. the bars, all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Rizzo, he's a a genius. He really is. He live up to the name. Uh, TK, do you know anybody from the Wu-Tang? No. I know other, okay. You know (laughs) I know of the Wu Tang, but I'm not. You can like call them <laughs> yeah, all out by like, name. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Wayne? You do you I don't know? know about it. Oh, you don't? <laughs> no. I'm with him. So I would I'm find with, out about it. I'm with Little C. I don't know. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, it's all good, man. What else is going on in, in the music industry? Snap. Uh. Okay. All right, so DJ Kelly, he finna have a second baby with Ooh. his wife, so. Nice. Okay, that so be what's this about Nikki? I was just kind of prepared for he could answer. Yeah. Because um, what is this about Nikki talking about she retired? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was talking about, about she retired. She was talking about settling down and having a family and stuff like that. And to me, it kind of seemed like it was connected to Cardi B because she recognized <laughs> that she losing her flame and she needs something that'll rekindle it. But, I mean... 
she ain't gonna really retire. Like nobody yeah, really retires. Yeah, she gonna come back. Like after she, she gets back. settled with her family, she have a kid. She go through all that. She gonna have like there's no way that she's just stepping away from the game altogether. She's just saying like retiring like how boxers do. They just be like she got the son, so she can stop saying all these rock, female rappers is my son. Oh yeah. Let's just hope she have a son, son. so she can just stop this. <laughs> yeah. Because how many sons she didn't say y'all my son. Right. Right. Let's just let's give you a son yeah. already. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, so yeah, that's what's going on in the music industry. We're gonna also take a look at Black History. What is going on there, TK? Like, who do you have to honor today? Okay, I'm going to give information about Henrietta Lacks. She was born August first, nineteen twenty. Died October fourth, nineteen fifty one. Mm. Um, she was an African American woman whose cancer cell culture was used to create one of the most important cell lines in cancer research. In 1951, diagnosed with cervical cancer in 1950 after giving birth to her fifth child at the age of 30. Um, during treatment at Johns Hopkins, two cervical samples were taken without lack knowledge or permission and were used to create the HeLa cell line. Lax cells were the first cells observed that could be divided multiple times without dying. As a result, they were used in many medical experiments. The cells were the first to be successfully cloned and have been used to develop a vaccine for polio and to research cancer AIDS and to research cancer AIDS virology and sensitivity to products. Mm-hmm. Lax was given uh, a posthumous—I don't know that word. Mm-hmm. Lax was given a posthumous honorary doctorate in public service in 2011. And inducted into the Maryland Women's Hall of Fame in 2014. Dash, we got a book in the movie about her. Oh, really? I learned, I think, my sophomore year. Really? We had to read the book. Yeah, it's a movie called. It's actually called her name. Really? Wow. Yeah. They got a movie about her. It's it's not a movie, it's like a documentary Documentary, about about They went back all the way to her family to understand what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But see, that's so cool, man. Like, we don't get to hear stories about people like that, you know, and people that are in the medical field and that have helped, you know, countless amount of people in those areas and that how intelligent they were in that time and day. Like, they didn't have... I mean, they had the books. She obviously had to have the books and the knowledge around her to know that, man, but to know that we got the whole world in the palm of our hand to as far as knowledge, yeah, you know, it's true. like, God. And at the mm-hmm. end, I believe at the end, the um, doctors actually had to owe the family money. Wow, really? Because well, the family didn't know, though. Yeah, no, at the sale. end, at the end, they, um, she had a she had a, a friend that was a doctor, mm-hmm. and he told the family, and they ended up giving them some money back because wow. they did not know that they used her sales to figure it out. Wow. So, yeah, they had wow. to pay her back in her We'll pay the family back in the kids. Well, that's good. It's that's like good. how much money though? Like, how yeah. Much money? Like, what's the price of that thing? Yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah. Somebody's life and sales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that is. It's so, crazy how many uh diseases that we actually uh found cures for. Like, I remember mm-hmm. a while ago I was listening to this podcast and they were saying that the person who actually found the cure for smallpox was this dude in Africa back in 1514 mm-hmm. and then there was this white dude that took credit for it because he was a slave of his and I'm just like that's pretty crazy wow. 
Yeah. This is a lot that was taken from just... Wait, is it a cure for Ebola yet? I thought it was. I don't think it's publicly, it's not it got to be no, something. No, I'm saying they, had a, they made a document on the news that it was really? a cure when you come back from Africa. You have to have a certain shot before you get to... I know it's really? preventable. I mean, yeah, it has to be because yeah. if Ebola, Ebola is Ebola, and it probably would have reached America by now. So I'm yeah. sure there's something out there. That last thing it was on the, I'm not sure, not last year, but the year before that, it was yeah. on the news. Once you go to Africa and you come back, you have to go to the hospital and get that certain shot mm, before you could, t- before you could like walk around in America. Yeah. Man, I I didn't know that, but I know that they always. It was probably like last year, two years ago, when they had a sign at the front of the door where the doctor is. It was like, if you visited these countries, let us know let like us ahead know of time. If you call for yeah, get a mask. yeah. And so it's like, don't look in here. So yeah, I'm sure that I, there has to be a cure for a lot of things. Like I'm now finding out how how valuable oils are. And like how they really mm-hmm. help cure some things, you know what I'm saying? Most like, yes. like a CBD oils, and but also not just only those, but like they have a whole bunch of oils that on the counter at Sprouts that just do mm-hmm. great stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of essentials that's good for a lot of things that you know we take pills for. Go to doctor. Yeah, Corey. yeah. It's kind of unknown or like hidden knowledge, you know? Yeah. That's what we were talking about in our class uh, the other day. We were talking about how, you know, how they have those um, those commercials about pills and stuff like that. Like, if you take if you take this <laughs> pill, then you may, your leg may fall off. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I bleed, Especially at night when you just leave listening to the commercials because yeah. you're bored. Yeah. And then you listen to the bad person. Yeah. Because what if they didn't? Like, what was the law that said you ain't got to say? I'm pretty sure it's a lot of reasons. It's like, you will feel better and you'll be <laughs> able to run like this. And that's all they had in the commercial. End up passing out because you listen to the commercial. <laughs> right. Like, dang, why am I? They told me I was going to feel better and now I'm in the emergency room. Right. <laughs> Crazy, man. Speaking of um, certain diseases and things that are going on, man, we have a gentleman here to talk about sickle cell disease. And how it affects our community, um, the black community, and the challenges with it and of it and the statistics of it. So we have Mr. Jeremiah Watts here today, and we're going to talk about um, the sickle cell disease and how um, him and his family are working hard to eradicate the whole disease. Um, and if there is a cure out there, so we're going to find out coming up really soon for that, man. Uh, and then we also have Jeremy that will be joining us a little bit later on today. He is a chef, and um, he's going to bring in some of his phenomenal food. I cannot oh, yeah. wait. I stopped by the store oh, yeah. just to get us some knives and forks this time. I mean, some forks <laughs> and plates. I oh, like what did y'all use last time? We used uh, coffee filters Whoa. Oh, in, in our hands. Y'all was hungry. Oh, man, yeah. like, y'all was hungry. I didn't think <laughs> about like that. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, it was good. It was, Man, it was Caribbean it food. Oh, God. So do you have like a restaurant? Or? Yeah. No, he works downtown at a restaurant downtown, and now he's like the head chef of a restaurant downtown, like a French cuisine type place. But then he's talking about he wants to open up a, res- a restaurant. 
But I used to I used to work with him at Hibiscus at this uh, Caribbean restaurant. I remember that. Dude was just he was cool. He was a great cook, man. So he seemed cool. Yeah, yeah, good dude, good dude, man. So we're gonna talk to them all today, and and then uh, coming up a little bit later on, we have more guests that will be joining us. Uh, we have three gentlemen, filmmaker from North Tulsa, native Brian Ellison, and sculptor Anthony Suber, and anthropologist Marlon Hall. They'll all, they're going on a national tour, and they're stopping here in Tulsa to talk about the Black Man Project, a movement based on Ellison's documentary. Uh, it's called Unmasculinity, so we're going to find out more details about that. But we got more music on the way. We're going to have Mr. Jeremiah Watts joining us here in just a moment. But this is Fetty Wap right here, and it's 679. This is a Juice Radio show.
Because your credit starts with a three, four, five, or six, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, VWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as VWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. We use our platform to promote today's leaders while inspiring tomorrow's. And we super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are eating media services, a full-service media company providing promotion, videography, recording services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you entertain, empower, and inform at EatonMediaServices.com. Welcome back to the Juice Radio Show. And yes, that is Eaton Media Services right there. Hey, man, we're so excited to have you join us on the show. And today we have Mr. Jeremiah Watts, everybody. Let's give him a hand, everybody. Yeah, yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. First time on the Juice Radio Show. Welcome. And uh, it's an honor to have you, man. Absolutely. So um, you have some events that are going on uh, coming up this this weekend, as a matter of fact. Tell me, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, what we're having here is our uh, Sickle Cell 6th Annual Sickle Cell 5K and Health Expo. Um, so it's not just, it's a statewide event. Um, even though it's in Tulsa, we alternate each year between Tulsa and Oklahoma City. And this year it's back in Tulsa on Greenwood. Right. Um, so it's it's not just a walk, but it's a health expo where you can come get information um, about health, mm-hmm. uh, come get information about sickle cell. We're going to have fatherhood coalition there. Nice. We're going to have a healthy start there. So if someone pregnant need information, healthy start will be there. Nice. Uh, we will have different, uh, we have doctors there. So if you don't have a PCP, uh, you can come there and find a doctor. So there's many things that you can do that we're going to have. Um, at this event, we're going to have a stilt person there. So someone's going to be walking around on stilts so wow. they can take pictures. That's cool. uh, we're going to have uh, face painting, balloon artists. Yeah. So it's just a big, big event. Big celebration. Can you explain to us what a PCP is? A PCP is uh, your primary care physician. Okay. So if you have a doctor, the person that you go to when you're sick, mm-hmm. uh, that's not at the ER, things like that, or at urgent care, but it's your regular doctor, it's your primary care physician. Okay. So what's 
the reception from people who actually go through these certain things been like as you've been planning this? Um, explain what you mean. Like for people with sickle cell, what's been the reception from them as you've been planning this run and everything that's involved with it? Um, the reception has been great with our with our community. Um, but a lot of times because of the illnesses they go through, um, they can't come out and walk. They can't come out and run, um, but their family members come out in their place that makes sense. and run and walk for them. Yeah, um, we do have we do have some that do come out um, because if it's too hot or anything that goes on, they can go into a pain crisis just from the walk, just from the run, even though it might be three miles. So we always have someone there that just in case that they start and they can't make the full mile, but someone there to pick them up and drive them back. That's good. Um, so it it varies each time, each year varies. It just all depends on what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So what, can you explain to us what sickle cell disease is? Because I, I mean, it's I've heard of it before, but I just don't know what it clearly is. First thing I want to know, it's not a black disease. Okay. okay. Uh, in America, it proportionally affects African Americans. Gotcha. But any ethnicity, any race of people can have sickle cell disease. Mm. Uh, we call it an oxygen-depriving disease um, because where someone that mm. has regular hemoglobin blood, their blood lasts 90 to 120 days. Wow. Someone with sickle cell disease, their blood lasts 10 to 16 days. Mm. So they're steady making sickle blood. Um, and so, as we know, the blood carries oxygen throughout the body. Yes. Well, someone, we call it uh, a deflated deflated blood because it, it deflates, it's deprived of oxygen. Mm-hmm. So because you're deprived of oxygen and because the sickle cell is hard and sticky, mm-hmm. it gets caught in the vein. Mm-hmm. And because it gets caught in the vein, imagine a traffic jam mm-hmm. and there's nothing to stop and everything is just coming and slamming into the, the front office, front front cars. Yeah. So you have a traffic jam, nothing can get through until finally things is cleared out. Mm. And so it takes a minute for things to clear out. And so you can have a sickle cell crisis, a pain crisis in your brain, in your eyes, in your heart, in Ooh. your legs, anywhere. And normally someone in a crisis, it lasts three to four days. Wow. You have some that last two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, a month. We've had people that's been in the hospital for over three months. So how do you survive? Like, how do how do people survive if they have the sickle cell, you know, like, it pains than the it, things that happen? It's not a death sentence. Right. Um, that's what that's what we want to make let people know. It's not a death sentence. Um, you just have to manage. Um, you have to make sure you stay hydrated. You got to get educated. That's the key about getting educated about what you're going through. Yeah. Um, you, you have to make sure that you don't do things to cause more issues. Stress can cause someone to go into a crisis. Um, mm. Not getting enough sleep can cause a person to go into a crisis. Not eating the right food, not drinking enough. Um, it, it can, it's many things. We call it a silent killer. Yeah. Because just like we found out today, didn't nobody know one of your people had sickle cell trait? True. That's true. Just by looking at someone, That's unless true. they didn't have a stroke or something, yeah. You, and you know what you're looking for, you'll yeah. never know that they that have sickle cell disease or have trait. Yeah. And so we just want to educate people, let them know. Um, we just want to let people know, hey, make sure as young people, especially young people, mm-hmm. 
and we know our young people. They're they're have let's be straight up honest. They're having sex. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you know who you having sex with. Mm-hmm. Make sure you know what's in your genes. Go yeah. home, ask your parents, mom, dad. Hey, do we have sickle cell trait in our family? Do yeah. we know what's going on in our yeah. family? Because you have a one in four chance each time when you have a child with sickle cell disease. Yeah. If you have sex with someone with sickle cell trait, and wow. that's each pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I have a friend with sickle cell, and I'm always, like, looking up ways to figure out how to help. And all I say is, like, drink water, drink a lot of water, or get sleep. But is there any other ways that, um, like, we can help with people who may have, like, sickle cell or may go through a crisis? Um, One thing is being there. Being there. Being there as a good friend. Uh, You see them not drinking enough water. Say, hey, have you enough water? If you see them stressing, hey, ain't that deep. You know, old girl, the old dude over here acting acting a fool. It ain't that deep. You know, you you're gonna be in the hospital. They're gonna be walking around just fine. Um, so it's it's just being there if they need your help. Um, sometimes people go into the hospital and they don't have no family members that come, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. We have family members that they go into the hospital. Mama don't come. Daddy don't come. Brother don't come. And they're in there by themselves. Uh, even if they have children. Your child can't go up to the hospital with you. So they might go into a crisis, end up in the hospital. They don't have nobody to keep their child. So now they're worried about their child, worried about who they're going to have to keep their child because they don't have a good support system. And so now either they're going to get kicked out of the hospital or they got to try to find someone to watch their child. Um, And so we have family members that go home, and they should not be at the hospital, but they have to get out of the hospital because they got to have something to keep their child. That's the challenge, man. So, um, as far as actually learning about sickle cell, what was that process like for you? And what started that learning process? For me, um, I was born here in Oklahoma. And so, because Oklahoma didn't start making it mandatory to be tested when, when a new, at newborn screening until 1991, I did not know that I was a sickle cell trait carrier. Oh, my, so you are? Yes. Okay. okay. My, wa- my wife is from Chicago. Her mother's a nurse. Okay. She always knew that she had a trait. Wow. Uh, her mother just told her, don't marry nobody with trait. Huh. Well, she did her due diligence. She asked my mother. She found around. My mother said she didn't know. She, but my brother had trait, but he was tested in service. Ooh. So we get married. We had a child. We get a pretty red letter in the mail and said that our child needed to be retested because he had abnormal blood. Wow. Um, and we found out that he had, he was diagnosed with sickle cell disease. Wow. And so that's where our journey started. Um, we knew that my wife, she's a researcher. She's a social worker. Um, I didn't know anything about sickle cell disease or trait. I just said, okay, we'll deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know the levels that it was what goes on and so our journey began and we started with four families at mcdonald's started the organization and when the national organization stopped our organization picked up because we knew our families needed something yeah yeah and so we we've been on the journey from then on so how does how does this uh run like support families that have either you know have family members who pass from sickle cell trait 
or that just has it, you know, it's still alive? Um, this run, what we do, um, this run helps us send children, sickle cell children to camp. Uh, it helps us do uh, send individuals to the National Sickle Cell Convention so we can find out more information about sickle cell disease. This run helps us with Winter Wonderland event. Our Winter Wonderland event, we bring sickle cell children and their families in. And we uh, we do sickle cell trivia. We have big door prizes like a PS4 or whatever hot rent in. We feed them. We play games. They, uh, they get two, three gifts. Um, we give them books because we promote literacy because that's one of the deficiencies of someone with sickle cell disease sometimes. It just varies on, on person to person. Mm-hmm. Um, they take a picture with Santa Claus and everything. And it's not just for people in Tulsa, but we have, if, if the event's in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. we bust the people in Tulsa. Oklahoma City. Damn. If it's here in Tulsa, we bust the people in Oklahoma City down here at Tulsa. That's cool. Um, so it's so many things. We have a gala that we do where we try to bring awareness, bring in people. Um, we help people with medicine. If we have the funds uh, to help people with their medicines, uh, help people with their bills, um, because if you go into a hospital and your child's in the hospital, you might not be able to go to work. You might be off work for two weeks, three weeks, mm. four weeks, and so, but those bills don't stop. Yeah. So true. you still you still gotta uh, find some kind of some kind of way to pay those bills. So if we have the finances and the means and the resources, we try to help them pay bills, or we find resources for them uh, where they can be able to get their bills paid. So I, I heard you say. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, which um, which medications are treat for um, sickle cell? Good question. Uh, sickle cell disease. For one, sickle cell disease is the oldest genetic, but number one genetic blood disorder in the world. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, and so we only have two drugs uh, FDA approved so far, um, which is hydroxyurea, which is a repurposed cancer drug. Um, and then, so then we have another drug that's been FDA approved. Um, it don't get rid of the cure. There's no universal cure for sickle cell disease. Um, you can get a, a stem cell transplant or a bone marrow transplant, but that's not 100% because you got to have a match. And sometimes that match might not take. Um, and so um, a lot of times people with sickle cell disease for the pain crisis, they're on heavy narcotics. So Advil, Tylenol, things of that nature don't work. They're on Dilaudid. They on uh, Oxycontin. They on morphine. Whoa. They on, and this is every day okay. trying to help them with the pain that they go through. So I heard you say something uh, earlier about you know it could be in your brain or your eye. So because it is a blood disease, it could literally be anywhere. Anywhere in your body, where because blood travels throughout your body. So anywhere in the body. You can have you can have a pain crisis. Wow, man, that's that's a challenge. That yeah. is a challenge, and and you have a whole new respect for people that do suffer from the sickle cell um, disease because mm-hmm. it's like, man, how do you live and you know? Strong. <laughs> you got to be a strong individual <laughs> to to go through that, man. Right. But now that we're aware, we know how and when to support them, you know, so it's it's really good. So tell us once again about the event that's happening this Saturday. What we got going on this Saturday is our sixth annual Sickle Cell 5K and Health Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-registration has ended, but you can walk up on the day of the event. Registration will start at 7 a.m. 
um, and registration for 19 years and up is $25. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18 and under is 20 uh, we will be have selling T-shirts there on a limited basis for ten dollars. We have old T-shirts from years past that we'd be selling for like two dollars. Um, and so we're also looking for volunteers. So if anybody want to come out and volunteer, we will be out there at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, yeah. setting things up and getting things ready for the day. Um, and so this event is not just a walk, but it's a health expo. So we will have over 19, 20 vendors there where people can come get information. Um, and so this event helps us treat and help us help families. Yeah. Our back to school event that we just yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. we had over a thousand people at that back to school yeah. event. We tallied everything That's up. Good. We gave out over 750 backpacks nice. um, at that event. And so we're, these events helps us be able to do these things. So we're just asking people to come out. Uh, and because this month, September is Sickle Cell Awareness Month, we ask people to come out and, and support this, this disease, yeah. support the organization, because we don't just service Tulsa, but we service the entire state of Oklahoma. And I guarantee everybody that's listening, you know someone that has sickle cell disease, oh, yeah. and you just don't know it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's sure. That's for sure. So uh, one thing that we like to ask all of our guests is to leave us with words of wisdom, something that we can hold on to uh, that we can take with our life. So what would that be from you? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, understand that just because the situation, what it might be now, might not be what it is tomorrow. Uh, don't make a permanent decision on a temporary for a temporary situation mm. um and so you know things are not always the way it seems it might look bad it might look rough but understand that you're not the only one that has went through that and someone went through that and made it through and they made it through you can make it through too Man, thank you so much. And so make sure you guys join them Saturday morning. Be there early. Be there ready to volunteer and put in that work. So, um, man, make sure y'all are there and supporting them tremendously uh, this coming up Saturday, man. All right. So coming up, we have more guests that will be joining us in the 7 o'clock hour. So make sure you keep it locked right here. We got more to talk about with the Juice right here, man. This is the Juice Radio Show. This is Sacrifices featuring Earth Gang, J. Cole, and Smino, and Saba right here. This is the Juice.
pulling off the pole. It ain't Santa Claus. From my gifts to Atlanta, I'm Atlanta Claus. I can smell you with the pants off. We're getting to the bridge, trying to keep it low. But it ain't working, my struggle on fire like a circus now. Around the same as I've been around, so. Of course, I endorse my graduate nigga from the north side. It's a team team, got poor side. Look at the kid that do it all, so. Of course, I got a bush, my. The pen on the desk when you walk back. Oh, bro, that's groovy. Hey. Full strings like a guitar, keep jeans on my sneakers. I'm a real soulful nigga, kind of green, just shot your speakers. Yeah, days on cash flow, wasn't no cash flow. But I'm good for the odds, I'm not your show. So I'm good for your heart, let me snatch your show. Show, show. Bloody sacrifice. Yeah, hey, look at what it for the cash and say. They'll be right across your head like it's an Ash Wednesday. You got two. Get off your ass like your ass <laughs> You can't sit. And if we ain't siblings, then I can't relate. Today, I'm a sick. I run s- I got to jump it like Pompey. I don't need nothing but one take. I'm from the part of the city where you keep them in all like one plus A. A politician of A. Corrupt like a dog pound gangster. We do it like a small town wager. Time to drop out major success stories I favor. Used to cover my scars. I should turn to cover the fader. Yeah, Pro Tools, Nas, and the Faders. Tell pics, Asalaamu Alaikum. You ain't about static like AM radio. Ain't even playing. I put my heart in my all in my art. I'm alternate. All of them are the same. It's harder to tell them apart someday. I thought I'd call him out all together rather than waste the amount of bars it'll take for me to call him out by name. Caught a glimpse of the alternate world I've introduced to you via the studio. Got them studying on mixtape. I'm from the hood like my mama. Put that on my mama. I laid the law down like parliament all just with a pen and page. I make sacrifices. Bloody sacrifices. You can't be everything to everybody. I wanna be your lover, your best friend, your Batman, Spider-Man, fight to pilot, shooting out your rivals and I wanna damn near kill you to be the one to heal you up. I wanna be the one to fill you up. For nights when you need good to cheer you up. I wanna be the one to build you up. For wall worth five billion bucks. Keep out the ride, ride, and the blah blah blah. So nobody tries to steal your thunder. Pull your under, toss my hoes out, boy your rumble, we the moved out, to the boondocks, built the big house, there he wonders, how some with along the way he went from Huey to Eddie Wonster, I've been so disconnected, my perspective is ignorant, when you really don't want to correct you, say something crazy, they won't interject, do every drug that you want, they gon' let you, dangerous when there's nobody to check you, I be at to check myself, stop hoarding that money, you know you got plenty, I be at to spread my wealth, I used to be at the crib myself, seven years old, off a red boulevard, where they bag of the road, they gon' stand on the corner, with hand on their balls, and they ran when the cops come, there go the laws, and I packed up a bag, and I tracked off on the path of a star and I ran into you like I met you before now damn me you going half on the boys sing hugging a black hugging a black all day I had nowhere to go she gave me a place to stay she gave me a heart to hold I still got it to the day she riding with me on the road she riding with me in the A hugging a black hugging a black okay she gave me the gift of my son and plus we got one on the way she gave me a family to love but that I could never repay I'm crying while writing these words the two that could on my face, hey. And yesterday could feel like a waste, yeah. I don't love you, I'm supposed to. And yesterday could feel like a waste, yeah. I don't love you, I'm supposed to. I make that for space. 
Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in the African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, Visit bwschamber.com. We use our platform to promote today's leaders while inspiring tomorrow. And we super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are Eaton Media Services, full-service media company providing promotion, videography, recording services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you entertain, empower, and inform at EatonMediaServices.com. Yo, what up? It's the Juice Radio Show right here. We are live in effect and all in your car, all in your ear, man. So it is always good to be here with you, and thank you for joining us on the show, man. So what do you guys think of uh, the sickle cell 
Um, the sickle cell anemia association here in Oklahoma, man. What do y'all think about it? I mean, it's a lot of stuff that we didn't know. Yeah. Like, I did not. Yeah, I did not know that they do the walk and run. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. I'm happy he came because I'm pretty yeah. sure it's a lot of people that didn't know, didn't know. what was going to go on this Saturday. And I'm pretty sure since he, they then heard what it was. I'm pretty sure they'll come out and support. Yeah, support for sure. I attended the run two years ago, I believe. Yeah, I attended it, it two years ago, but I mean, I did the whole thing, but it was tough. But you know, I walked a little bit, you know, jumped yeah. a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, it was cool though. They I had a lot of fish line. That's all that matters. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sound was out for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they had a lot of good stuff. Uh, one of five was out there. At the time, I didn't know Aubrey, of course. But, yeah, yeah. You know, they had them out there, and it was pretty cool. So I'm pretty sure this Saturday is going to be lit, you know. Yeah, man. So um, now that I, I'm aware, because I've heard of sickle cell and stuff like that disease, but I didn't know like what it was and how it affected people. But it, dang, that like that alters your whole life, and it can happen anywhere. Yeah, like why is my nose hurting? Just all over any part of your body where blood is flowing, it's just get it, it could affect it, man. And that's I just trips me out, man. So yeah, it was very in- informational. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, man. Very informative. So, um, of course, man, we know that some of the elections that are happening is coming up. Well, not elections, but the debate act is today. Debate is okay. No Republican debate. Yeah, Democratic debate. And there has been a lot that's been going on, you know, like uh, overseas and um, what is that? Not Bur- Bermuda, but uh, the Bahamas. The Bahamas, they had the, um, the tornadoes and uh, hurricanes that hit that particular place, man. And so a lot of people have tried to come back to try to come to America to seek asylum, but they were returned back to their island because they didn't have the proper paperwork to come to America That's and, and so it's like they have to stay where they are because of you know what's going on but it's nothing Some for some people it's nothing there there's a lot of people that have died a lot of trauma that people are facing and so like what do y'all think about those type of situations as far as I mean in y'all's generation like do y'all even think about Things that happen to people like that with hurricanes. I know we can forget and just be like, oh, well, let me just go make this top, this top ramen, some ramen noodles, and, you know, that's them. You know, but do you, is that something that y'all think about? Like, I mean, oh, go ahead, I was just going to say, yeah, because personally, my grandpa, he was an immigrant. So mm. to a certain extent, I kind of connect to the issue. It's just like, I know in some cases there's a lot of things that need to be worked out as far as the politics with people moving from one place to another. But yeah. I feel like there should be certain countermeasures that allow people to kind of coexist. Like yeah. whether you set them up with like, like you have them on in like a certain place that's actually livable, you give them a certain stipend or something like that. Mm. It should be something. Something. So how do you, um, Lil C and Ellie Rare, like, how do y'all feel about immigrants? I mean, I can't say much about it because, you know, for a fact that my grandpa and my grandparents, they were not originally from here, so. Where are they from? Um, I believe my grandpa's from the islands. Okay. 
Okay. Out of nowhere. You That's know, where I don't, you get I your don't... work ethic from. <laughs> like you Jamaican or something. Y'all be, you be working I don't, hard. Out of nowhere, but you know. Yeah. I'm pre- and then I didn't listen to the stories and stuff that my grandparents tell me. Yeah. And it's like, everybody is immigrants. Because mm-hmm. originally here, only people that was here was Indians. Right. So, mm-hmm. it's, if y'all want to be technical or fair, yeah. we all is immigrants, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, That's I do true. think about it. When I hear about it, people like, I'm like, how do you expect them to survive? You mm-hmm. want us to do this, you want us to do that. How do you expect them to survive if you don't have nothing? Yeah, that's yeah, true. It's like at least make it easy. At least, yeah, at least make it a little easy. At least give them a little help. So, how do you feel, Wayne? Like, how do you feel about immigrants, and Mexican um, people, and just people in general? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a sad event. Um, I, I think that um, we could have helped them and like brought them to the USA while they was like taking care of business and cleaning up their islands and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't think. That, that was kind of mean yeah. to like tell them to go back. I, yeah. I think they should have. We could have like took them off. Yeah. Help them yeah. with some some sort. Some sort. I'm, so, uh-huh. I'm not trying to like yeah. get off subject or whatever. But I'm wondering if it's true. They said the hurricane is from when back then when they brought the slaves from Africa. You know how they used to jump off the boats mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they said that the hurricanes actually start where the Pacific and Atlantic Ocean is at, where the slaves then jumped off the boat. Mm-hmm. So is it something they got to do with something down there? Well, I remember. Like oh, yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah. Yeah, they said, That's like, it's like right there not far where the Africans then jumped off the boat is mm-hmm. where the hurricanes is coming from. Yeah. So yeah. is it like a spiritual thing yeah. to, like, suffer? Or... How do y'all feel about that? Let's talk know. about that. Honestly, I feel like the universe is in a constant state of recreation, so depending on what you put into it, it eventually comes back in some form. But but like, does it happen to the people in uh, Bahamas, though? Like, they didn't have anything to do with it. You know I mean, yes, they, well, oh, well but I, I think, don't know. I mean, I yeah, they did, because I don't, I'm not I don't trying know. to um, cut you off the okay, cable. Okay. We're in U.S. Well, I'm in U.S. history, African American history, and it did it did take place in the islands too because Jamaica and the other islands they did take part in slavery too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. they had the sugar, you know, they had the just yeah, sugar cane. So they had that. they had slaves, so it took place everywhere. Yeah. But it's mainly in. Yeah. yeah. How do y'all feel? Let's talk about it. But yeah, I think that's um, honestly, I think that's a really surprising thing that a lot of people don't know that slavery really did start with black people. Not that they just got it out of thin air. It really came from uh, the Turks and stuff like that. But it's kind of crazy. Like before the Europeans, there was really black people selling their own people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's watching Roots? Yeah, and you know we watch. Y'all some yeah, deep you stuff know, you know, y'all you school, be, man. You be watching movies, you be like, oh, if I was him, I would have did this. If I was, yeah. yeah. No, if you was yeah. born back then, yeah, you, you wouldn't be. You wouldn't, you're talking you a survive. lot of game right you now, survive. but if you was born back then, you the ain't movies, gonna be. The movies they yeah. showing us, you wouldn't survive. Right. You I'm thought you had a bad. Yeah, I'm one of them people. <laughs> I'd be like, if I was born in that day, I would have did this. No, it's like they did fight back, but they did, but at the same time, it was like, what's the purpose? They got us in the middle of nowhere and we don't know yeah. where we're at. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that's tough, man. That's real tough. So I, I don't know. And I, I do want at some point, you know, this month I do want to talk about slavery and how you guys feel about that. 
you know, and what do you know about it? You know, so that we can get your perspective. And, and this is what this show is all about, is about understanding your generation's perspective on certain world items. Because one day y'all going to be like <laughs> the leaders of, you know, everything. And so if y'all talk about it now, then later on, it's going to be simple for y'all to catch on and talk about. It. So, But that's something that, that this, I mean, maybe some of your generation don't get the opportunity to talk about. So... That's why we're here with the juice, man. I was actually mad. Why? Yesterday. Because, you know, 9-11, you're supposed to learn about 9-11. We got so many kids that don't know about 9-11. True. And my school did a club fair. Oh. We did a club fair on 9-11. Yeah, and didn't educate. Y'all did not educate because we got so many kids that came from other schools and other places. I'm pretty sure that didn't know about 9-11. And only thing, yeah, that, <laughs> that we just did a club fair. I was like, yeah. we don't, so we did, we don't even learn about nine eleven no more. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So where, let me ask y'all this: Where were y'all during nine eleven? I was still in my mom's stomach. Are you <laughs> I was born? born? Yeah. I was, yeah, I was. I was actually born in October. What? Yeah. Dang, <laughs> I that's was born crazy. in October, so nine eleven. She said, "What did she say? What you said?" She said she had just moved back into my grandparents' house. What? And my grandpa, because he used to work for the airline, he had came. In. Yeah, he had came, and uh-huh. he was like, they they flew two planes into the Twin Tower. They, yeah, so with my mom was like, what? But yeah, I was still in her stomach. Dang. <laughs> I was in the stomach too. You was? Yep. Yeah. Dang. I was born in 03. This happened in 01, so two Yeah, years. yeah, That's yeah. Right. Shout, where yeah. were you? And I was like two years old. This was back when we was living at Comanche. And I wasn't even, <laughs> this wasn't even like the age where I was old enough to develop any yeah, memories or yeah, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's so, where y'all were. Yeah. TK, do you? I was somewhere being three years old. Three years old? you make me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was sitting at my mom and daddy's house. Like, I was in probably middle school, high school, something like that. Like, <laughs> oh, I was. Right. Yeah, like, I saw it on TV. And I could drive then, cause I went to this. I went to the store on forty thirty six and Peoria, and I was like, man, I gotta get gas, cause I don't know what's gonna happen. So everybody was at the gas station, but y'all like was babies and wasn't even born. I mean, <laughs> little C was even thought of. Yeah. Me on the other hand, I'm waiting like, like my any day yet. now, any day. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Okay. Meanwhile, the Stop world was getting y'all. destroyed. I'm gonna stop asking y'all questions about 2001 <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Dang, it is crazy seeing how that one event led to this whole chain of events that greatly affect us, though. Like, yeah, yeah. all these terrorist threats and fear of those terrorist threats. How and do y'all all these... feel? Oh, what's up? Well, go ahead. I was gonna wait to done. Oh, I was just gonna add uh, <laughs> all the other extreme stuff. I was gonna say, how do y'all feel? I seen on the news. I believe it was yesterday, nine eleven, that Donald Trump canceled his meeting with with um. It's not Iraq. It's the other one. Oh, Saudi. Uh, yeah, they had a secret meeting. They were supposed to have a secret meeting, uh-huh. and he canceled because at the hotel they were supposed to have their meeting. A bomb went off. Oh, dang! And it killed, I think, eleven soldiers. I did not know that. At the meeting. It was supposed to, like it was supposed to be a secret meeting, like nobody knew about it. Right. Secret, but you know, once the bomb went off, it was it was gonna be more than a secret. But yeah, he dude. had canceled his meeting. He was yeah. supposed to have a secret meeting with the other 
with the rest of it before the meeting or it was i think it was after it was either before i believe it was before he canceled it before the meeting so I don't know. I don't so, know. Okay, but don't he know. canceled, yeah. and then the bomb happened at the Yeah, because so it was like, it was like, when they, showed, yeah, when they showed, they showed the footage, it was like, the news was like, something about Donald Trump canceling his secret meeting with the, um, with basically them, and I was yeah. like, oh, and then that's when it showed the video of the van. The actual bomb. The, it was, bomb. I guess it was supposed to be the van Trump yeah. was supposed to be in, yeah. or the other people were supposed to be in, and yeah. it blew up. Wow. And it killed some soldiers that was on there. I was wow. like, well, so somebody right. took Trump or something. Something, yeah. Because it was yeah. supposed to be a secret, and all of a sudden that the car blew up. Yeah. So, Yeesh. I think... I mean, it's like, somebody's yeah. Somebody yeah. I think for me, for me, it's a good and a bad thing for for me as far as President Trump being in the office. Like a lot of people are waking up to, you know, certain things in life that's going on. And the thing that challenges me is the fact that y'all are born into this. You know, yeah. like this is y'all's. <laughs> This is what y'all see. You know, we we didn't have the internet as much like at my age, at y'all's age, and so it's just like y'all get to see everything, man. So it's like I commend y'all for not just being worried, just like living in worry and stuff like that. Man. I, 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 it's like I feel like it was bound to happen eventually. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the world is already like a messed up place. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it was gonna happen where our president is. Kind of yeah. corrupt, you know, yeah. kind of shady. Yeah. I say yeah, it opened up our eyes, though. Yeah. Because, you know, many people don't vote. Yeah. So, but y'all lack them voting. And they got us to a president. Is important. Yeah. But when it comes to voting for presidents, honestly, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think that people really have so much of a say. Locally, yes. Yeah. yeah. But when nah. it comes to like stuff like that. But you gotta remember that there, there was <laughs> there was interference though. There were Russians that you know, they allegedly there were Russians yeah. that had hacked, that hacked the, the, system. the system. So it's like it, it is there Either but way, it made they it. broke into the system to where they you know what I'm saying? Like they did something dirty. They cheated. And it, and so like I do agree with that and I still vote and still will vote, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it, it's people, and I, I hate to kind of always say this, but there have been people that died and, like, got bit by dogs and a whole bunch of crazy stuff just for the vote. So it's like I want to honor them, even though I live in America, you know what I'm saying? I don't always agree with everything in America, but I'm glad I'm in America because if I was in the Bahamas right now, mm-hmm. it'll be tough. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and and a lot of these countries. So I'm grateful that I do live in America, but it's just, you know, I I feel that you know I got to get out there and vote, you know, yeah. For, yeah. because I got kids on this planet, man. It's like if I don't if I don't attempt to. But how do we know for sure if our vote is even matters though? And we don't. Do, we don't. But do, we don't. Okay, we but don't. do you follow? Do you follow your vote? Do you try to? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we can yeah. hear stuff from other people, but yeah. do you as an individual, do I as an individual do my due diligence and really do that? Or am I just listening to what they're saying online and yeah. say, oh, the vote don't count? So, I mean, I still vote. Me. Personally, yeah. I still vote. Yeah. I mean, my own opinions is they don't really you know, yeah. look at anyway, but yeah. I still do my research. I still listen yeah. to the debates. You know, yeah. when it comes to president. Yeah. Yeah. I still vote. Yeah. But in my heart, it's like that. Really. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They're not really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel you. 
I feel you, man. So, yeah, it it is a crazy situation, and yeah, it it can be discouraging and not to vote. But man, I just I just truly believe in the process of of making it happen. So that's what I really want. For in other words, guys, please vote. Yes, please please do. Because yeah, it 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 really affects all of us, man. So I I think it is valuable that we all continue to vote. All right, it is the top of the hour. It's seven oh three. Hey, you're listening to the Juice Radio Show right here at Eaton Media Services. Follow us on Instagram. Follow the Bobby Eaton Show at the Bobby Eaton Show. Follow the Juice Radio Show at uh, the Juice Radio Show Tulsa and Eaton Media Services. Yeah, it's it's about to pour down rain out there. Yeah, Central McLean Classic. I don't think that's going to be a game. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to resume that game. Another day. We're gonna have for to play sure. a, a better day. Yeah, man. Alright, so check this out. We got Young Thug right here, hot featuring Gunner right here on the Juice Radio Show, man. We're gonna have Jeremy coming up next. It's the Juice. Mr. Ramon. Everything litty, y'all love when it's hot. Turned to the city, I broke all the knots. Got some more millions, I keep me a knot. I created history, it made me a lot. He tried to diss me, and it ain't no fault. We call him chocolate, cause they gonna chop. Took all out of silence, cause up is a cop. I'm running like Nike, we got it on lock. Call me that I'm the boss man in the two with no tie. I can't be sober, I gotta stay high. Put me some syrup in the ground and it's dry. Running a special life, but it ain't Don't worry, baby, I keep me some fire. She made it different, but she cannot disguise. The ladies must say these to go to surprise. Don't keep on me, lady, her piece to the prize. Digging her back while I'm gripping her thighs. Digging my back, this ain't regular size. You really fly me like pellets and glass. Fish the three inch I can't tell in the skies. I feel that my wrist put for gas in the sky. She sing out my sound, I ain't changing her life. I turn on the goggle and work on her high. Everything litty, y'all love when it's hot. Turn to the city, y'all broke all the knots. Got some more millions, I keep me a knot. I created history, it made me a lot. He tried to diss me and ain't no fault. We call him Trotsky cause they gonna chop. Took a lot of fouls cause I'm just pop. I'm running like Nike, we got it all up.
our platform to bring today's leaders while inspiring tomorrow's. And we super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are Eaton Media Services, a full-service company providing promotion, videography, recording services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you entertain, empower, and inform at EatonMediaServices.com. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. We do workshops, we do mural workshops, we also work with elders in the realm of technology, and if you're looking for a logo, a business card, or a website, we have you there. You can find us online at www.utreep.com, that's the letter U-T-R-E-E-P.com. So if you're interested in any of these services, feel free to visit Underground Tree Studios online at utreep.com. Welcome back to the Juice Radio Show. Man, big shout out to Don Tree. She just is over in Africa and she just stayed there. Like she's been over there, man. So big shout out to Don Tree. Our prayers go out to her too as well, man. She's out there living her best life, making all kind of bread out there, man. Speaking of making bread, I'm telling you somebody that is really good probably at this. I don't know. I hadn't had his bread, but I'm pretty sure he's probably just dope at this. Everybody, let's give a hand for Mr. Jeremy Johnson. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Are you good at making bread? Yeah. I'm pretty good at making bread. I'm not a big baker, but that's one of the few things I am good at. All right, cool. Cool, man. At least he was on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm at least he was on it. I am patient. You know, yeah. I like to get after it. What's, what is your favorite dish to cook? <sighs> man, so I don't really have a favorite dish. Okay. I can tell you my favorite Cuisine, cuisine. Kinda, I like anything that's Creole. Creole. So my grandpa lives in New Orleans. I spent a lot of my childhood in New Orleans. Okay. Watching my grandma cook like that. <laughs> ah, yeah. That's kind of where it started. I love Creole food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are, where you work, and, you know, where are you at today? Man, so uh, I'm the sous chef over at the food bank. Nice. Work under executive chef Jeff Marlowe. Nice. One of the best chefs in Tulsa. Um, we do a lot of things. We do catering. We do children's programs we do food trucks we do food on the move yeah 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 yeah. you know a lot of community events that's where we're that's our thing is just feeding the people make sure people ain't hungry yeah yeah man that's so so how do you like working at the food bank uh i like it because i get to serve both ends of the spectrum you know Mm -hmm. from our funders and donors to that with that we go and feed our clients you know so it's seeing the whole thing you know we just did a beer dinner with the Hansons last Friday mm-hmm. brewers table and nice. you know 150 sold out tickets it was like 125 150 dollars five Ooh. courses you know five courses thing, and then you know turn around next week and do food on the move or something you know so it's, yeah right. it repeats it repeats so my question is what inspired like what inspired you to go for it 
probably my grandma. Like I said, growing up, you know, traveling back and forth between New Orleans and Atlanta, a lot of that kind of, you know, there's a lot of food down there and a lot of black culture. And so I feel like scratching my dad worked at Gilcrease Museum and the Rendezvous Restaurant Ooh, for a while. Full moon, the old school Charlie Mitchell's off of 21st. Yeah. Uh, that and then just along the way, man, I've had some pretty, pretty dope mentors. Uh, I had one in culinary school in Atlanta, Jose Thomas. I had Damian Everly. You know, I was going through it young, didn't know what I wanted. I went to culinary school, didn't really have a direction. Started working at Oklahoma Joe's and then, you know, he took me under his wing and now I got Jeff. And so I've just been blessed to have great mentors along the way. Dang. So have you watched, um, what is it called? Next time. Oh, okay. Sorry. I like chopped. I like chopped. I like cutthroat um, kitchen. A lot of those. Something chef. Next time, chef. Oh, master, oh, master, master chef. chef. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. A, I like the kid version a lot more because it, it shows the wow. real yeah. Gordon Ramsay versus the oh, TV Gordon Ramsay. Oh, like, yeah. If you know Gordon Ramsay, he ain't really like like that. I feel like that's really the show. Yeah, for yeah. for ratings. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Would you, can you see yourself like being on that show? I could be on there. It is not a passion of mine. I would like to have my own TV show. That's one of the other things along the way. I, I grew up watching Emerald Live back in the day, which, if you know Emerald, he's all in the New Orleans cuisine. Oh, so, yeah, you know, it yeah. just kind of, it all fits in. And so that's kind of who I looked up to, more of like an Emerald show versus Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's dope, man. So, go ahead, go ahead. Um, So, I've asked this question before, and I just have to ask it again. So, if you had to choose a rapper to put one of your dishes in his song. Who would you choose? Ooh. <laughs> okay. Kanye West. Kanye and West. It's not going to be a song. It's going to be his new Sunday sermons he's doing. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. So what? Um, <clears throat> what would you say... You said you love Creole food. Mm-hmm. You love to cook those. Like, what dish is that? That Creole food that 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 you Ooh. just love to make. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, crawfish etouffee, stuffed crawfish with etouffee. Oh, crazy! Really? That's yeah. actually really okay. Good. So next time you have that. a cookout or <laughs> anything, make sure you invite the juice. Okay. We want, we want, we want. Yeah, we can make we it a neighborhood thing. Check it out. Matter of fact, he brought some food here today, and I got my forks <laughs> and. <laughs> he came ready, guys. He came ready. Yes, he I stopped my family dollar, and I was like, man, ready. not this year. Because last time we, <laughs> somebody brought some food, and last time we ate out of uh, coffee filters last yes. time in our hands. Yeah. <laughs> and we ate some Caribbean foods. So and I was like, um, I don't like eating out of coffee filters. He just told us he brought chicken and waffles, and yeah. I'm for sure I'm not putting no chicken and waffles. Yes, yes, it it would be very sticky. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. We got a music break right here, and we're going to get the plates and everything hooked up, and then we're going to talk about the food right here, right? Keep it locked right here. This is the Juice Radio Show. Peacefully never needed a pile of drugs. Everybody was college bound. No dollar amounts. And God, we trust. Senior year, my prime ain't had no party bus. My cousin hit me on Facebook like, what short are you taking? I'm lying. I'm playing. I'm saying I got one to take, and I'm waiting on her response. Wrote over three page letter, it's three days later. Never hit me back, she broke my heart. So now he eyeing me like, yo, it's so bad. I pretend not to be depressed, she never wrote me back. I hit him back like, yo, what's on to the next? I wrote that message thinking I'm like, probably never had sex. You know, in high school, 16, you probably late. My cousin hit me back, don't trip, bro, I got you a date. 
So he sent me this link to some girl I had never seen. He said to call her, tell her walks to send you with me. I think about it for a minute, like what's his intention? I mean, we never really got along or used to kick it. In fact, if I remember vividly, she picked on me. She used to beat me up and take my sneakers every family visit. I'm skeptical to let her know I'm walking, little cousin. What if this dollar joke? Then again, what if it wasn't? Would I really risk the chance of me potentially on some stranger's daughter? Because I barely know if I could trust them. Probably not. I finally call her, tell her Walter send me my name Taj. She asked me what's the color scheme that we gon' wear the prom. I'm acting like I'm not excited, trying to play it off. So what's the car we taking? Worst commercial mom could take us, I call Walter thank him. He said don't trip and just went black. He said she cool and they go back if any problems hit him back. I never had to, but now we in tune. He Facebook messaged me like sorry not to be a nuisance. But he likes that dollar short on all his prime suits. I'm like, I got you, cuz that's the least that I could do. He sent him to Addy and he'll slide after school. I'm like, okay, bet. Never knew where he stayed at. He walked down the street, hella surprised. This where y'all plays at? Uncle Carl, Auntie Deborah, my cousin Rena. And I'm surprised too. My family knew kept us a secret. Me and cuz stayed down the street, living different lives. Every day he on the bus, me, I get a ride. I gave him 30 on the porch, he never went inside. Tell me thank you, then he walked back home with a smile. He trying to hide it, but I see his dimple. I'm thinking, damn, that transaction was simple. I'm talking, I know he hoop. I'm like, hey, where the rent broke? He like, tomorrow, if you free, you probably weak as though. I know my brother not, so all three of us went to the park and ran some off the court. I'm hella passive, I was passing, I ain't have to score. The next day, the prime, I couldn't sleep, I stayed up. My granddad gave me a condom, then walked away, didn't say nothing. She hopped out of a car and said that her name was Jada. My heart's racing, I'm focused, I'm trying to keep it player. Gave it the croissant, a corsage, or whatever my mom handed me and said, now put it on a hand, Malik. Family ties, my grandfather taught me how to tie for tie, cause my dad lived in NY. That's probably why I was shy, so self-conscious. Took pictures on the porch and then we headed for the prom end. Walter went on prom the same day, but to a different place. So he checked me like, cuz, this is spot, let's meet up later. And bring Jada through, prom blast, I kept it cool. We showed up to the function where she brought a change of clothes. Looking around like, damn. I don't know nobody. We at this party out west, and Jada left to get dressed. I felt like I'm sending texts. Some stranger get really close. I sweated out his breath, then he put a knife to my neck. Gave me the rundown like Jada, my sister. And if you hit her, make her miss you, I'ma kill you. At this point, I'm just exhausted, wondering whether Walter, he shows up like 30 minutes after our altercation. I never mentioned it to him. He kind of overprotected. And I know if I tell him that he'll be just like installing, turn his body a skeleton and a night and terrible. I tell him, say, get up. And I just tell him to let it go. Well, I went to St. Louis, had a full ride for his. Him and his post got into it, now he back home doing music. I was at Columbia, a gymnast, right in student. I had one beat in a hip-hop class, I thought that thing was stupid. He transferred to Robert Morris, oh, it's Lily down the street. My class let out at 2.40 and his class let out at 3. Mama asked me where the hell I been at, where the hell I be. I'm with Walter Mom's sake, I keep walking in here late. I might fall off in your bed, I get girls now, I get late. I get caught up, I ain't Walter, I'm a product of my age. He talk to Ed girl downtown Chicago with me, man. I cannot fly, no, he was in Cal. Why didn't Paula eat that dead in party? Awfully popular for someone that they barely mentioned. Yo, welcome back to the Juice Radio Show. Right there is Saba. And the name of that song is called Prom King, man. Of course, man, I'm a big fan of his music and what he does and how he does it, man. And of course, 
Uh, we have our good friend Jeremy joining us today, and yes. he brought in some phenomenal food here today with us. Uh, we had chicken and waffles. Everybody is taste testing it right now. I haven't dug in just yet, but while y'all talking, I'm going to be like over here just smacking all in y'all ear. So, um, so TK has already taken a bite of it. Like, TK, what is going on in your world? Like, how do you feel about it? You got to talk into the mic, sister. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. Um, The chicken is Fly perfect, actually. Thank you. Yeah. I haven't tasted the waffle yet, but I'm gonna get there. Fluffy looks fluffy. I like that. I love that. Shaw, how do you feel about it? I'm messing with him, man. I'm messing with him. Like as far as the waffles go, Mm. unless I'm like eating at a restaurant, I usually never taste waffles that are this soft. Usually they kind of hard. Yeah. And you put it still it tastes like you sprinkle some like sugar uh yeah, cinnamon yeah, in it, man. You done figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> like in on you the inside of it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. And and uh so what do what do you think? What do you think, mostly? <laughs> man, it's off the chain. Yeah. Appreciate it, bro. It's good. It's good. Appreciate it. Good. Flaky and everything too. Alright, I'm gonna give it to you. Coming from Shy. This ain't nothing we had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was this in Atlanta for a couple had. years, so I picked up a couple things while I was home. Yeah. Cool. Mm. So, so tell us, uh, you know, I mean, the different dishes that you make. Being mm-hmm. working at the food bank, mm-hmm. you cook different dishes for different mm-hmm. types of people, and you have to be mindful of, you know, the allergies. The allergies exactly. So, like, how do you cook for mass, but at the same time cooking for someone that is... So a lot of times we got a lot of good people, event planners and stuff. A lot of the times when people RSVP, mm-hmm. we send out, you know, what are your allergies? You know, and so, mm-hmm. like I said, we did the uh, beer dinner with the Hansons the other day. And luckily, the only thing we had an allergic allergic reaction to was gluten. So, mm-hmm. you know, we did a uh, we had fresh fish flown in from New Orleans. Like, top by four. And our refrigerator by 12. Oh, so they, like, caught it that day. Yeah, like, wow. less than 24 hours. And so, you know, we did a beer-battered fish. We tried to infuse all the beers that they had into the into the course. Mm-hmm. And so this particular lady, she couldn't have it, so we grilled her fish instead of frying it like the other 149 people. On the you know, spot. So you take On care. On the spot, yes. Mm, that's cool. So, um, of course, like, when you cooking, there will be... Or I'm assuming there will be a lot of times where you'll have to cook through anger, through sadness, regardless of what emotions you may Mm -hmm. be going through at certain times. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering, can cooking be therapeutic at those times that you might feel melancholic or just real angry? Yes, it's very therapeutic. And like I said, doing what we do, like I see the bigger picture, you know, one in four children are hungry. One in six adults are hungry. So, you know, once you take that into consideration, the fact that out of our small kitchen, we feed 30,000 people a month on average. That's average. We fed more than that, but that's the average number. That's cooking with a lot of love right there. And there's only five chefs and a handful of volunteers. I was just gonna say, if y'all need any volunteers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm here. Something. They says in the cooking, actually getting in the cooking. I mean, cooking. I cook too, okay, so right. I can help. Cooking, and we do it all from packaging snacks to summer camps to 
to find out okay. just everything. There's my not mom is one a cook, aspect so of it that we don't do. I'll be glad to have you. My mom, my mom, when she cooks, she tests everything. Mm-hmm. But then, on the other side, when my grandma cooks, she doesn't test everything. She tests it when it's done. She got knowledge. She does. <laughs> she not does. Not that mom's done, but grandma's been doing it a yeah, while. Yeah, grandma, yeah, so yeah, yeah. My question to you is, which one do you do? Do you taste it when it's done, or do you taste it while you're cooking it? Ooh. <laughs> she going to test you. Okay. One, it depends on what it is, but most times, I'm not going to lie, I do try it. Okay. I do try it. Nice. Because I do ma- I do mass production, so yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. we got a 40-gallon skillet that I took out of <laughs> a lot of I used to work at Arby's, so I always <laughs> my fries before they went out. So. <laughs> <Some fries. laughs> yeah. Somebody short five fries. That's right. Somebody Bro short beef. five Five fries, right. so it's back there eating on them. Eating fries? <laughs> yeah. No, you gotta test your fries. You ever eating curry fries? Okay. Oh, damn, the homestyle fries and stuff. Potato cakes. That's also local chicken y'all eating, too. So it's, that's oh, why it's local. local. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was wondering why. Big old money had no muscle. Like, <laughs> fast-produced muscle on there. Yeah. Looking like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what events do you have coming up? What are you guys doing? Uh, man, so tomorrow, right doing restaurant week with the food bank and tomorrow we're actually doing the kitchen 66 takeover Ooh, at mother it. road market from 11 a.m to 9 p.m all right love so it. do y'all need anybody volunteers after six we only need volunteers for the cash register i'm sorry oh well never mind uh. <laughs> the whole crew gonna be there it's five of us so we gotta have we you know we don't like to sit around we like to work yeah yeah okay um you know. another event so here's a pretty big event. I'm actually in the works of lining all the details out. I'm doing a Juneteenth dinner next June. Me, really? Tiffany Tisdale, Raquan Bennett. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a Kirk Swaby probably. I'm, I'm working on getting the rest oh, of the played up. By, like, each one of us are going to do a course. That's dope. And so I'm working out the details, getting all the chefs and, you know, rentals, logistics side of it, you know, the, the stuff that don't nobody really like doing. Yeah. You got to do that first before you get to the party. <laughs> where where are you thinking about having it at? Most likely Greenwood because Greenwood. it's on, uh, you know, Black Wall Street. Yeah. You know? I'm going on this fast until. Yeah, June. man. It's, it's going to be good, uh, you know. Yeah. So. That's that's what I'm most excited about working on. I got a lot of other projects I'm working on. That's what I love, man. I love the collaboration of like your art, but you just bring in collaborating with other people that are doing the same thing, and it's just like you bring. I have other people bring things to the table. So, kudos to you, man. Thank kudos you, sir. to you. So, how can people find you online? Uh, Instagram at Jeremy Johnson, Jeremy two three four five, Jeremy Johnson on Facebook. Uh, my side hustle kitchen table catering on Instagram. Side uh, hustle, okay. What's now? Tell me a little bit about this side hustle. Yeah, you're real just really quick. That. <laughs> I'm uh, also the chef at Also's Unitarian Church. I handle most of our weddings and okay. stuff over there. Okay. But you know, eventually, if it's if it's something I can get behind, not to say I'm turning away money or you know I pick and choose who I want to work for, but my main and most the food bank and feeding the community. But you know, I've done a bunch of weddings and stuff and breakfast and like i said i'm working on the black wall street uh juneteenth dinner and different stuff like that so yeah oh man i love it i love it all right so uh give us this is the one thing that we ask all of our guests to do for us is to leave us with words of wisdom something that we can hold on to from you so what are the words of wisdom uh well kind of spoke on it briefly already make sure you have a good mentor Mm. 
because I went to culinary school, paid all that money in Atlanta, moved back here, and had no direction. And it took me a while. I was a trash man in Broken Arrow. I mean, I did a bunch of odd and jobs, construction, all that. I decided it was too hot. So I got back. I was like, if I'm going to be hot, I'm going to go back to the kitchen. And yeah. As soon as I got back there, man, I felt I had a mentor. It felt like waiting on me. Like, we connected like that. Wow. And I've had one ever since. Yeah, man. That's dope, man. That's dope. Give a hand for that word of wisdom right there. Oh, I got the itis now. I'm sleepy. I <laughs> chicken and waffles now. So we're good. Yeah, man, I'm trying. I'm gonna be up with you in the morning <laughs> watching Ricky Smiley. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, going to Ricky Smiley in the morning, man. I'm gonna yeah. be there. You cater because um, you know, Ellie rapping to turn 18, Look, and she don't yeah. need a she don't Look, need a party. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I pick and choose, but I'll definitely anybody that's here, anybody y'all know, I'll do something for you. So we're trying to do this fundraiser. This is the thing that like kind of like how the Hansons did their thing, but we're going to have a dinner. We're going to have a fundraiser for the juice and it's going to be like centered on food and entertainment. So we're going to need to, we may just call you and kind of work some things out. It will be a paid gig. You know what I'm saying? So we're trying to, we're trying to um, work it out to where we can have our own little dinner, you know, but some of the best chefs. So yeah. Yeah. What's the concept? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just added on to that. Idea. It's like it's like a contest because you know your chef, you like to do Korean food, so you know we might as well get other people to compete. To it's compete. Right. Well, you chefs just does call like blank canvas or something. They get a bunch of the chefs and do this little cooking thing, and you know we all enjoy doing it. Doing hearts to sale next week and a bunch of other. I do a lot of fundraisers, so. Yeah. You know, it's all about the community because it takes us all. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so coming up, uh, coming up next, uh, one. Let's give a hand for our guest, Jeremy. Everybody, thank you so much, man, for feeding us such great food. And I had, I got dessert too. I yeah, I had sweets, but y'all got dessert. Yeah, I'll make sure y'all get some dessert too as well. All right. Um, so thank you to Jeremy, man, and um, we're just so grateful that you guys could join us here today uh, in the food bank and all that you have going on. So coming up, we have Brian Ellison, El- uh, Elson and Marlon Hall here from the Black Man Project. We're going to talk about uh, what they're doing across the nation, man. They're making an impact, and I'm just so excited to have them here with us today. And, uh, man, I- I'm-, I'm just excited. So make sure you guys keep it locked right here. We are the Juice Radio Show, man. We got more on the way. Keep it locked right here, all right? What happens when it's too good to go away? You either let it go bad or go away. I need to pray. Take my time. Bar, take my time. I'm going to take my time. Nah, 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 nah,
Try the drugs and they didn't help. Short term fix that break everything else. And my bros, he saw me. These random girls are stallions. I need the best advice. Went across the street to Cali. He said the major key is to be strong on your own. Lose your other half, you never off balance. Looking for the love in somebody else that I probably should have gave to myself. Like, cause I need to break in myself. If I'm alone, I'm second to no one else. So I'm single again. Told them we'll be better off friends. Maybe I should just focus on me. Slow down, don't rush romance. I'm single again. Told them that we better off friends. Blaming you is just so easy. Maybe a problem's me. I'm single again. Guess this is the way it's gonna be. Maybe I should spend this time on me. Maybe I should spend this cash on me. Take my time. Approach. 
pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. If your credit starts with a 3, 4, 5, or 6, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. Welcome back to the Juice Radio Show. It's your boy, Ramon, our hometown heat. We are here, man, and we are live, and we are so excited to have our guests that are here with us today, man. And I tell you, I love what they are doing uh, in the community because it is so needed within the community. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but the last name, Brian Elson? Is El- Ellison. Ellison. Ellison, okay. Yeah. And uh, Marlon Hall, is that correct? That's it, man. All right, let's give him a hand, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Juice Radio Show, man. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thanks for letting us be here, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, man. So so tell us a little bit about, you know, what you guys have going on and what you do. Man, dude, really, this is a cross-pollination of filmmaking, storytelling, and anthropological listening around being vulnerable, being black, and being uh, a male um, and so what we're trying to do is really introduce a new way of being human by inviting African-American men to talk about something we don't normally get a chance to talk about, which is our feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to use those feelings to navigate a new understanding of how we can make bigger impacts in the world. Yeah. So Brian did this amazing film, Unmasculinity, that I'm sure he'll talk about. But that film turned into a movement of inquiry to ask us questions about what would happen if more African-American men would expose themselves to how they feel. Mm-hmm. How could that exposure bring a new light to lead us into a better world, you know? Yeah. Was there like a certain event that inspired you to create this movement? Um, conversation with friends is where it started. Conversations with myself. Um, internal conversations with myself. External conversations with myself, too. I'm not crazy um, <laughs> But it starts there Like it starts with myself And then it trickles down to having conversations with friends And understanding that this is a It's a need for our community In order mm-hmm. to thrive and grow And to um, To really just Tap into the things that Have not been tapped into That can like really heal our community One conversation at a time mm-hmm. mm. So, um, so like a, a person with a single parent 
right? A yeah. mom yeah. that don't have no dad. How yeah. would you like a, uh, tell a young man how to carry themselves? Man, um, speaking as a person that is the person that you're speaking about, um, mm-hmm. raised with my grandmother here in Northside, Tulsa, Oklahoma, man. Um, I really believe that God, the universe, whatever that entity is for you, puts people in your life mm-hmm. that will fill that void in different spaces depending on where you are. And it's really, um, I would say, my advice was just like, having those relationships that are available for you. Um, like this brother right here um, and your friends and coaches and mm-hmm. um, people in your community that you know have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. Like those, we have fathers that are not our fathers. Yeah. And they can pour into us the same way. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really important to like, Tap into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. What do you think? How how do you what would you say to a young man that is that it lives in a home with a mother but doesn't have a father here in the house? Yeah. I mean, man, if that person be uh one who has, is of African American descent, I mean, there is an indigenous whisper in the heart of every black man. Mm-hmm. And that whisper beckons him, no matter what age he is, to find community. Mm-hmm. And so it may not be community based on, like, DNA, but mm-hmm. it can be community based on destiny. Yeah. So right. I would challenge that African-American boy who lives mm-hmm. in a single-parent home, driven by a loving mother, mm-hmm. to drive himself to find some man somewhere that he can cross-pollinate with to grow a new way of, like, being a boy. You know, yeah. So, we, yeah. like, it's in us. Like, we're yeah. tribal. Yeah. And so, so listen to the tribal voice and be open to where you are and to who's around for you to kind of talk to. Because somebody's there. Yeah. You know, somebody's mm-hmm. there. It may not be the dude you really want to talk to. Maybe that old dude on the block who's old and crotchety. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, his house kind of smells a little funky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's where you be in that font. He been to work all day. Yeah. 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 Got that old man stink. You know what I'm talking about? So, I mean, I I know you guys have heard stories. I mean, because this has to be like a purpose for you guys to go through this process. You know, and what are some of the stories that y'all heard along the way that really touched you to want to just to continue on with this? All stories are impactful, man. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I'm being very true, like yeah. there's not a story that I've had the opportunity to sit down with a man or a young boy and like just help them dive into their feelings mm-hmm. and dive into like what makes them who they are. Um, that is not impactful to me. Yeah, you know, I've left out of interviews in tears, man. Yeah, yeah. Really, like being empathetic and like even seeing myself in somebody's conversation yeah, yeah, and how they experience yeah. life. Um, all the stories, is, I mean, it, it's, it ranges from growing up in uh, a house with just your mom and mm-hmm. not having a male figure around. It ranges from having a father who's just super toxic. And mm-hmm. if you're not doing this thing, then you're not fitting the mold in which the idea that he has for you. And um, yeah. there's so many different vast levels to these stories. And that's why this is so important. Yeah, yeah. Because it, all these different stories come together and it makes this one person that we never get to really uh, talk to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's real. That's real. And, and so we do, you know, here at The Juice, we do have a, a, quite a few 
um, children or, or youth, not children, but youth that have homes, broken homes in such a way that they may not have a father um, in their life. And so what would you say to a young lady who doesn't have a father, but now, you know, she's becoming a woman. She may have to raise a son someday, you know. And so what would you say to that young lady as she becomes a mother to raise a son? I would say first and foremost, and man, you know, this may get the juice hot. It okay. may turn juice into tea. Hell, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, it said hell too. Sorry, young people. <laughs> Sorry, it's in the Bible. Um, man, first, do not assume the responsibility to be a father. Mm. So relinquish yourself from the responsibility that is not yours mm. to be something you weren't born to be. Yeah. So I would say first. You are responsible to be fully expressed as the mother that you are, as the woman that you are in that man's life. And watch how God meets that full expression with exactly what your boy needs to be the man he is. But don't, but don't, you know, don't, don't ask Jesus to come be the daddy. Yeah. Um, Don't, don't be the mama and the daddy. Yeah. Not be fully expressive. Because when we do that, when we try to be, when we try to overcompensate, mm-hmm. overcompensation leads to a lack of contribution. Mm. So it's like, man, fully contribute as you are. Yeah. Fully contribute as you are. Don't try to be nobody else. That's good. You know. So, so are you saying that? Um, how do I word this? Don't um, just say it. <laughs> okay. That all men are not born to be fathers, or are you saying that all men don't? Or are not capable of taking on like that responsibility of being a father. I'm saying that no mother was born to be a father. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. And so all mothers should be mothers and not feel responsible to be a father to a kid that doesn't have one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, what is like um, something you would say to a boy that's afraid to come out and say, you know, that they need somebody like a mentor? Wow. You know, I was that boy. Yeah. I was that boy um, a couple of years ago when I got a divorce and I was in my loft, lonely and sad. And my loft that normally looks beautiful felt like a cave, mm. um, a tomb. Mm-hmm. And the little boy in me needed some people to talk to. Yeah, so I called Brian here and Anthony Suber, who's on his way from Houston. He'll be here tomorrow. Oh, cool. And together we made something. We made this table out of reclaimed wood from my great grandmother's house that's in my house now. And at that table, I invite people who are different to come and to talk about things that they can't talk anywhere else. So I think I would challenge that person um, to just um, look around. Like there is somebody in your sphere that you can be vulnerable with, but it takes courage. And when it comes to vulnerability, young people, old people, it is safer to be risky and risky to be safe. Mm. It's safer to be risky when it comes to being vulnerable and risky to be safe. Now, I'm not saying just walk up to anybody and be like, oh, can I talk to you right now? <laughs> but you know who you can talk to. You just don't want to. Yeah, you you don't, don't want them to see you as anything but strong and perfect. Yeah. Straight up. And they already see you as flawed and imperfect anyway, so stop yeah. faking the funk. Yeah, yeah. So my question is, we have so many women 
that's doing counseling and mentoring. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Are y'all mentors or do y'all have like a program where y'all take like youth kids and the without fathers and do stuff with them? So by day, I am an educator. Okay. So um, my mentoring starts there, and I'm also a father of twins. Um, very active in the community. Um, so I think I go about mentoring in a non-traditional way. Um, also, the Black Man Project and Unmasculinity, I mean, what we're doing is creating a space, a platform to do more things like that. And this is like step one. Mm-hmm. Being here, yeah, yeah, in Tulsa, mm-hmm. and having the group and and having those conversations. So uh, that's the that's the journey we're embarking upon now, you know. And those are the things that we're hoping to like create more of. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so extending to what you said about vulnerability, of course, y'all said there's a lot to be gained from black men being more vulnerable. But I was just wondering, are there any pitfalls that y'all see when black men may choose to remove that mask? Oh, go ahead. I, I was, so I want to tackle it, but I also want Morgan to tackle it. So the only pitfall is, is that when you allow that mask to come off and you're speaking to somebody who's not ready for that, and they make it, try to make you feel insufficient uh. for exposing the thing that they really feel, and making you feel like you're weak when in actuality you, you, you are super strong for doing the thing that they want to do mm-hmm. and they don't know how. Mm-hmm. So um, those are the pitfalls that are not really pitfalls mm-hmm. as long as you don't get lost in somebody else's insecurity mm-hmm. to not see you where you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, Marlon. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I mean, so you ask about pitfalls and being vulnerable. For me, that's like asking the question, are there pitfalls to evolving as a human being? Yeah. You can eat the wrong mushroom. <laughs> you're hungry, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're in the desert, you're in the, no, not the, you're in the jungle, and you make the choice, I have to feed my family, right? If you're in an indig- indigenous space, I'm going to look around and I may eat this mushroom. This mushroom could kill me or it could feed my family. So evolving requires risks. And so what may be a pitfall is really a stepping stone to lead you to a closer place. And will you be rejected? Will you be hurt? Will it will it feel bad? Yeah, but you got to hold that bad feeling with the blessing that comes from it. Mm. Without friction, there's no movement. So you True. need that friction to keep going. True. What would you say is the next step, like, after they open up? Um, well, what What we're doing is, like... We're shooting a film interviewing people about vulnerability, but then also we're hosting these dinner parties with 16 African-American men who are cognitively diverse, meaning they don't do the same thing for a living, but their job is to not talk about what they do for a living, but to talk about who they are. And at that table, they entertain a series of questions. We're asking those men who come to the table, the 16, to each be responsible to have one more dinner with at least five other men. And to entertain those same questions. And the only responsibility those five men have is to ask five men to have another dinner 
advocate. So we're trying to create this viral advocacy for vulnerability. So what happens when we open up at this table is that we invite other people to open up. And only God knows what will happen. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real. That's real. So uh, I'm going to ask this question. Oops. I'm going to ask this question for myself. Because uh, me personally, just due to my upbringing, I tend to heavily... Okay. I tend to heavily have my guard up most of the time to the point where it might affect even my simple day-to-day interactions, like <laughs> saying what's up to somebody. I know. So what I advice know. do you have for me? I want you to know that. I want you to know that that is due to like conditioning. You've been you've been taught to wear the mask for so long that you don't even know how to like maneuver and like put that thing down and like really see yourself. And so um, it says a lot about just the society that you've been brought up in, and less about you. And just know that in that, you know, when you when you allow yourself to remove it, man, I'm, I'm telling you, I promise you, you will see so many people be free because you decided to be free. So true. And the people that don't like it, they're not your friends anyway. Yeah. Like they don't need to be around you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah, man, and like you know. Like, I I teach yoga, and one of the things I teach my students is in the midst of one of the most difficult postures, it's called Utkatasana. It looks like you're taking a seat, but there ain't no seat, you know what I'm saying? And it hurts, hurts your thighs. You say what? Like squats almost? Like squats, pause, you know what I'm saying? Right before your heels hit, your hips hit your heels, it's like pause for like five breaths, five inhales, exhales. So in the midst of Utkatasana, I often invite my students to smile. And they give me the middle finger. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh. <laughs> what happens is that, I know. <laughs> when, when your right ear is drawn towards your right ear lobe, your, your, when your right side of your mouth is drawn towards the right ear lobe, left side of your mouth drawn towards the left ear lobe, you create what's called a smile, and that produces these chemical compounds in the body wow. to release endorphins, to regulate the body's chemistry, whether it's real or not. Yeah. If you're in traffic and you put a, a straw in your mouth, or if you're at school and you put a, um, a pencil in your mouth, like in your teeth, and you make a fake smile, it still produces the same chemical compounds as if it were real. So I'm saying what makes you fully human requires more smiles, whether you feel like you're supposed to or not. So I walk into a room, and the mm. first thing I do is smile because yeah. it makes me the best human being I'm supposed to be. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, so do it for your humanity, bro. Don't do it for how you're seen. Do it for how you can see. That's good. That's powerful, man. I would ask for words of wisdom, but like we got like ten. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yep. So, so, how do you guys are looking to make the impact with this with this film um, that you've created? Like, how how are you looking to make the impact within the community? What would be that big picture for you? Well, part of the big picture is what Marlon already stated: is that during the salon dinner, we're challenging. This homework is five men to leave this table and have the same conversation with, not the same conversation, take the same questions mm-hmm. and 
use those to and bring five people to the table yeah. and yeah. create their own salon dinner. And then from there, challenge those five men to do the same thing. And so five men upon five men upon five men in this community, like what does that do? How does that affect people? How does that allow people to open up? Yeah. Because <clears throat> reality is with every black man, that black man has a sister, mm-hmm. he has a mother, he has a cousin, he might be an uncle. And everybody's affected by his healing. Mm, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so if you're taking that and you're you're pushing it out, like what does that look like? It just looks like this warm, beautiful mm. feeling that's that's slowly going across the yeah. community. Yeah. And yeah. everybody's impacted in a positive way. That's real. That's real. So y'all had to put this in the test market. You had to see if it really worked and if if you know really made an impact on people. That's so right. like putting it in the test market, like what was it like? What were the challenges for you in starting on a new big venture and this big idea? Like how was putting it in the test market for you guys? I'm gonna say this, and like I really want the young people mm-hmm. to hear. It. Like there's gonna always be a reason why you can't do something. The choice is. To focus in on how you can. Um, the reality was is that we didn't have a, a real good budget for it. Um, <laughs> we lacked in a lot of ways, but man, reaching and using the sources that are around you um, to create what it is you and it might not be picture perfect, mm-hmm. but as long as you do the thing yeah. and allow the thing to to touch the people how it's supposed to, yeah. then like the momentum has started. Yeah. And so the test market was just creating. We we uh, received an idea fund called the Andy, uh, underneath the Andy Warhol um, grant, and the idea fund gives you money to do a project. Mm. And so the 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 first leg of this project started with that idea fund. Mm. Yeah. Me allowing myself to create something, then submit it, and like allowing myself to know that I might get rejected, and being okay with it. Rejection is a part of the game, period. And they accepted it, and I'm like, oh, wow, now we really have to do this thing. So from that, and that was December of last year, now we're here. Yeah. And it's just growing, growing, growing. Yeah, yeah. So so one thing that, I mean, I know you you guys gave us, like, 10 billion words of wisdom. Um, but one thing that, that, and hopefully this isn't the last time that you guys come and visit us, but um, something that you could leave with us as far as words of wisdom, what are those things for us? Man, this, these words of wisdom are a response to your question too about like, like, man, like what if, I don't have words of wisdom, I have a question. Sure, yep, go for it. Like, what, what is the thing that you think is a dead end is really a doorway mm. like the very thing you think is reason to stop is reason to start mm. you know the, like the, the resistance that you're experiencing is not affirmation that you're in the wrong direction but confirmation that you're moving in the right direction because without friction there is no movement without the friction that needs between the prayer and the There's no movement for the car So you know you're moving when you face friction And when you face that friction You don't stop, you keep going Mm, Absolutely, absolutely All right, give us something really quick if you could Um, I would just say that Seek the uncomfortable spaces 
in those spaces is when the growth is happening. Mm-hmm. Everything is not going to feel good. It's not going to be stagnant. It's not going to be complacent. Seek those spaces. Man. In those spaces, you'll you'll feel yourself. You you're allowing yourself to give birth to a new version of yourself. Mm. Yeah. So just yeah. um, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Let's give a hand for those words of wisdom right there. Thank you guys for joining us on the <laughs> show. You. Thank man. you so, so much. It's an pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and as you guys slide on through back by Oklahoma, man, y'all are always welcome here. So this is just to be your second home here, man. Right so thank we just you, appreciate brother. y'all. Thank all right? you, man. Appreciate it. All right. So thank you to all of our guests that have joined us on the show today. We've had uh, two Jeremy's, Jeremiah and Jeremy, here today. Uh, so it's a true pl- honor and pleasure to have them. We were educated on so much more that was here today. And, of course, man, we want to thank our guests from the Black Man Project. Um, and it's just such an honor, man. So, hey, y'all have a blessed day, man. Y'all check us out next week. We're going to be right here. Uh, we're going to also be out there with the Ricky Smiley Morning Show tomorrow, man. So, y'all have a blessed day, man. Peace. <laughs>
when I was on my way up, why you ain't see stairs? Lord, Father, if I opted to follow them, my heart would tear for my dreams, let me know that you here. And it's rare when I'm anywhere with too many heads. Tell us to never tell it until you stay. Can't you blame us, envy? We do the same thing for a living, or the same that they offer me. Champagne, I'ma spill it till we all fill out. Maybe it's time we can give them the fuck I'm not opinion. I'm probably not, but I'm temporarily out of physics and tell the postily propaganda to politicians.